Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This is Bucky Buckstabber, founder and executive director of the Fly Fishing Collaborative. At the Fly Fishing Collaborative, also known as FFC, we mobilize the fly fishing community, outdoor enthusiasts, and people of goodwill everywhere to create sustainable solutions to poverty and human trafficking. We have many different initiatives to accomplish this goal, but our primary focus is building organic and environmentally friendly aquaponics farms for communities suffering from trafficking because of a lack of resource. If you're interested in funneling your passion for the outdoors to benefit those that need help the most, then visit flyfishingcollaborative.org. Josiah Pleasant, Executive Director of Agathos Village here to specifically invite you to positively impact the vulnerable in Juneau, Alaska in partnership with FFC. Bucky and I have been blessed to be a part of transformational impact abroad and are stoked to bring our lessons learned home to serve the marginalized. If it breaks your heart to know that the vulnerable are literally left out in the cold, don't have community, a home, or healthy food, join us to make a tangible impact by donating or making plans to volunteer with us. You can donate at www.flyfishingcollaborative.org and write Alaska in the notes to help us help others. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to the Pat on Fan Podcast, the Bass Fishing for Noobs segment, where we try to improve our skills as an angler by learning new techniques or improving the ones we already know. I'm your host, Ryan Milford. fishing for noobs on the paddle and fin podcast i'm your host ryan and today we have a really epic guest we have he's a big youtuber you know he's 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 getting on up there man and i really enjoy a lot of his videos he's really educational with a lot of that stuff we got hank rogers bass geek welcome to the show hank 
Hey, man, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, it's good to come by. I love the podcast. Love what you guys do. Love your Facebook page. Uh, love that you guys do the same thing that I like to do and just talk about just talk about bass fishing and help people catch more fish. Yeah, man, that, that's the goal is like just trying to help people. And, you know, I, I'm helping myself along the way too. You know, I've never been a great angler and this year I've gotten really good and I, can, I owe a lot of that to the podcast, you know, talking with different people. But uh, yeah, you do a lot of like educational type stuff on, on your channel. I know, you know, a lot of people that listen to this know <clears throat> that I really like throwing a jig. And, you know, I've been throwing a jig pretty much since I first started bass fishing like six years ago. But uh, a while back, whenever I was trying to, you know, I, I wasn't real good with the jig. And when I was trying to uh, get better with the jig, I was looking through YouTube and stuff, trying to find videos on it. And uh, I believe that's the first time I ever found you. And you had you got a pretty good uh, jig tutorial video on there. And uh, one thing I really like about the video you did <clears throat> is you really kind of break it down and simplify it. See, somebody that's wanting to try out jigs for the first time that's never used them, it can be really kind of kind of complicated because there's just so many different types of jigs out there so many different types of heads and and all that stuff and you really simplify that like look there's only like a few different types of jigs the rest are just variations off of these different jig heads so uh that made me really get into you right there where you're breaking stuff down for somebody that you know may not have a clue what they're doing and help them get a sense of that so so yeah we're hoping you know we can get some more of that <laughs> on the podcast here tonight well man you know I, I swear i a jig is something that i picked up almost immediately i mean i've probably been throwing a jig shoot i'm old first off let me tell you uh, <laughs> you so, can't be that uh, old uh, yeah man i, I I'm, I'm closing in. I'm 45 and I'm closing in on 46 real fast. And, uh, hey, I, I'm, I'm what, a couple of weeks away from hitting 31. I'm, yeah. I'm feeling pretty old myself. <laughs> I wish I was 31 again, man. Let me tell you. But uh, I, a jig was something that I picked up a long time ago. And, and one of the first jigs, I got lucky. One of the very first jigs that I picked up was that Arky style jig. You know, it was a total accident. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I, I didn't, when I was first learning, you know, I tell people all the time, I never, I never really had anybody to teach me about bass fishing. I just kind of discovered bass master when I was younger, you know, and I probably picked a jig up sometime, you know, around, I uh, probably 13, 14, 15, somewhere in there. And, you know, and I wasn't doing what everybody kind of thinks about a jig, at least, old guys with me, you say jig, we say pitch and flipping. I mean, that's, you know, we, we know that you can swim a jig and you can do all these other things with a jig. But, you know, back then I picked a jig up and I kind of, I kind of just threw it out there and worked it over cover and, 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 you know, kind of, kind of cast it. And that's one thing, you know, if you ever notice, like I always tell people one of my favorite jigs is that Arky style head jig, or some people call it a casting jig. Some people call it 
a uh, flipping jig uh, or a skipping jig because it's got that wide head. It skips real well. And, you know, I just, with that video, I just kind of thought back about when I was really learning, you know, how to, how to fish a jig and how, how I kind of gained confidence with it. And, and it wasn't starting out flipping it. It wasn't starting out, you know, skipping under docks or doing a lot of fancy stuff. It was really fishing it kind of like the same way you'd fish a Texas wit rig worm. But to me, I, I knew, man, this looks with that trailer, it looks a lot more like a crawdad. And so why wouldn't I fish this around this rock over here, you know, where crawdads live, <laughs> you know? So it was right. just about kind of matching the forage to me and, uh, and just and, and fishing that way. And I, I don't even think there was such thing as a football head jig back then. <laughs> so, you know, this was kind of the be all end all. And uh, you, you had ball head jigs and you had archie head jigs. That was about it back then, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, and uh, so, you know, when it comes to jigs, man, I mean, I, I know a lot. And I and I get a lot of guys, and one of these days, I really need to do a video on, you know, talking about uh, a lot of guys that I talk to that don't have a lot of confidence with a jig. They don't have, it's because they started fishing it from the shoreline. And as weedless and snag proof as a jig is fishing it from the bank, you have to do some things differently because, you know, from, from a boat or a kayak or whatever, you're fishing that bait downhill 90% of the time. Mm -hmm. So you're, it's a lot easier to drag something off and not get it hung as opposed to try and come up and over it. And so, you know, that's one of the things as far as like bank anglers, or if you're, you're fishing a certain direction, you know, dragging may not be an option for you, but small, you know, hops is a better, is a better option. If you're learning how to fish a jig from, from the bank. And, you know, I just, I love jigs. I don't fish them as much as I should anymore because I've kind of moved on to, uh, kind of what ended up becoming my second favorite thing in the world because I can fish it a little faster. And that's, saw plastic swim baits now so you know i've really you know i feel like i spent so many years fishing a jig that that was my crutch my go-to bait that i've kind of really figured it out and now it's like i found this moving bait that i can fish in dirty and clear water and i kind of feel the the same thing i mean you think about those two baits alone and you think about how versatile those two baits can be. You can take a jig, and and I tell people, and uh, you know, all the time. I think one of the most innovative jigs that's came out in a long time is, uh, and I never can remember his name. So I think it's Steve something, but uh, the guy that designed the Rage Tail, the Rage Flange, came out with a jig called the Trashmaster jig. And that jig, you actually screw the trailer up on it. It doesn't have a traditional brush guard. And you you Texas rig the saw plastic in it. It is completely weedless. And so I tell people all the time, if you really want to gain confidence, especially the shore angler or somebody that's fishing around a lot of snags, you know, trees and heavy cover or flipping, that jig's amazing because you will not get hung with that jig. So it's real easy to go into the heavy cover with confidence. But if you think about it, you can fish a jig, even an archie jig, 
from almost, you know, just subsurface to on the bottom. Now, how many baits can you do that with? I can take a, a soft plastic swim bait and I can fish it as a wake bait or I can drag it on the bottom. What other baits out there are that versatile? I mean, what other baits can cover a water column? You can't do it with a crankbait. You can't really do it, you know, with a jerk bait or a spinner bait. I mean, you know, well, spinner bait's pretty close. It's pretty close. That, the spinner bait is kind of what led me to swim baits, oddly enough. But, you know, they're just so versatile and so natural looking, and they catch bigger fish too. And that's why I like them so much. <clears throat> and you're really catching my attention with that right there because, you know, I tell people all the time I'm a strict budget fisherman. So, the more I can simplify it, you know, use something for multiple purposes. Well, I ain't got to go out and buy two different things. You know, I'm all, I'm all about that. So you, yeah. you got, you got my attention. Well, those are two. And I'll tell you something that I've kind of, <clears throat> I've, I've kind of graduated away from a lot of dragging on the bottom. And, and I don't know if you've seen my summer uh, video where I talked about a wobble head, uh, you know, a wobblehead, to me, I can almost get away from fishing a Carolina rig. Now, a Carolina rig is always going to have its place. Everything's a tool in the toolbox, right time, right place, right, right situation. Right. But a, a wobblehead has really become something that if I think they're on a jig bite on the bottom, if I think they're really feeding on crayfish, that's something that I can put a heavier weight on, put me a good soft plastic crawl imitator, and... You know, I can select with my favorite one is, uh, and, a, and I, I'm not sponsored by any of these companies, but uh, the Strike King Tungsten. And what I love about it is that you can put whatever hook you want on it. So you can put whatever bait you want on it. But it's a great search bait. And that's what I'm always looking for. And that's, that's one thing that weekend anglers, you know, if you get out, I, I always tell, you know, People, if you if you don't fish a, a single lake three four times a week, you always are relocating the fish. Mm. And me, I get really bored. Uh, I get really bored fishing the same water over and over. I mean, it bores me to death because I like the finding, I like the figuring, the solving of the puzzle. That's catching bass is fun, but you know, solving the puzzle is is the deal. And, uh, you know, when, when you, when you solve it and you catch them, that's like, oh my God, you know, you're, and, and so, so to, you can use a jig as a search bait. You can use a wobble head as a search bait. You can use a, a swim bait as a search bait. And then, you know, in, in almost any water clarity, that's, what's great about it. You know, you go to super clear water, you're not necessarily going to throw a crankbait in that, you know, or, or a spinner bait especially on slick, calm days. So. Yeah. Man, I, I'm the opposite of you with that. Like, I, I just want to catch them. You know, I, I'd like to go out. There. I've told people on here before, the most bass I've ever caught in one day is five. Like, I, I'm waiting on the day where I can go out there and just slam out 15, 20, 25 fish. But, you know, hopefully I'm going to be a lot better at that soon. I finally got me a, a somewhat decent fish finder i was using a little 40 dollars uh thing on from amazon 
I finally got me a somewhat decent one. I, I still got to hook it up to my kayak and everything, but, but man, I can't wait to be able to use that and learn how to use it and all that. But, uh, man, I, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with a $40, uh, fish finder. I started out with a flasher like they ice fish with. That's how I learned how to find fish offshore <laughs> was I would sit there and graph with a flasher. <laughs> and that's where I started at. My next unit was like an Eagle that I think I bought from Walmart or somewhere, uh, you know, a total grayscale. So, you know, and I mean, this thing, can... this thing I, I have, it was pretty much only good for telling you the water depth. Which yeah. do, does help out, you know, if, if you think that in the deeper water, you know, you, you it helped me find like some holes in the river where those bass might be hiding, like when it's really hot in the summer and whatnot. But th this new one is going to actually, you know, it, it should show me fish down there, structure on the bottom. So now I'm looking forward to that. Uh, yeah. Listen, man, there's nothing like a good, you will get lost in staring at a good depth finder it's as much fun to just go around and find stuff and see stuff that you don't realize was there i was out on well i'll give it away on your on your podcast i, I call it top <laughs> secret lake s but i was out yesterday uh i took a tail kicking you know that lake man he can be real tough at times and you know i mean i as one of my buddies say, don't use that as an excuse. Somebody's always catching them, you know, but, you know, it sure wasn't me that day. <laughs> but, uh, so I went out there and, uh, you know, I, 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 I was trying to figure out if the fish were, if the shad were coming or going, if they were moving to the backs or if they were pulling out. And so I go back to the back of this one creek pocket and uh, normally where I know just there's a, a roadbed back there and there's just normally a huge amount of shad back there. So I go back there, there's no shad, but just as I'm turning around getting ready to leave, I see a log laying on a roadbed and a bunch of fish around it. So now, you know, you can't always tell what bass are. Don't let all these guys on YouTube, like I, I, I try to prove the point all the time people are like oh you know bass look like this and i'm like no i'll take you to a lake where they stack just like crappy <laughs> and i said i catch them and uh but you know they was around this log and i thought man that's just the right you know depth i'm gonna pull out my little spro rock crawler i make two or three casts over there and i can feel myself hitting that log and whack I catch a daggone 12 inch perch. I didn't know there's perch even in that lake. <laughs> <laughs> and I fished that lake for a while now. So, <laughs> but that, that's what I'm saying. You know, one of the things shallow water anglers, especially with the advent of the mega from, uh, from hummingbird, you know, uh, I was talking to a buddy the other night and he was talking about frequencies or I, he got me into talking about frequencies. Uh, and you know, I use different frequencies on, on my, uh, sonar in different ways. You know, you've got, I always tell people the way you can look at frequencies is, you know, 
especially in down imaging and side imaging. You know, you've got 455. If you've got a chirp, now that's a, a range, and that's a whole other story. We'll just say 455. You got 800, and you got the 1200 for the mega. You got to remember, basically, each one of those, it's like shining a light. And that 455 is a brighter light, it penetrates the water deeper. So a lot of times when I go out on lakes like South Holston and Cherokee and Douglas, those lakes don't have a lot of real heavy bottom. There's there's not really any standing timber down deep. You know, there's not there's there's rock, there's sand, and there's more rock. You know, that's that's what's there. So a lot of times if I'm fishing out deep past that 25 foot, 35 foot range, I'm using that 455 because it makes the bass really pop. It really, you really get a strong return. You got a stronger signal out and a stronger signal back. And that falls off from the mega. But what the mega does is it shows, you know, detail, target separation real well. So when you're up shallow, you can take that and you can, you can drive down a bank and you can set it on your side image and you can, you can discern where the bass are sitting at on rocky banks that look like nothing, or you can discern where, you know, the bass are on a point, you know, are they buried up in a rock? Are they, are they out of it? And, you know, so I, I tell weekend anglers like myself, I'm a weekend angler, you know, just like you said, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I tell people all the time, I'm not good enough to be a pro and I'm not good enough to be a guide. You know, I'm just a guy that's out there learning and that's all I'm doing on my YouTube channel is, is sharing that experience of what, what I've, you know, learned, you know, and, and, and one of the things that has really sped up the learning process for me and I tell people all the time, electronics are more important to guys like you and me than they are to the pros. The pros fish every single day, sun up to sundown. They're going to figure right. it out, you know. But for us, we need those units to provide us an edge, you know, to be able to find those fish a lot faster because we might only get one day on the water or two days on the water, you know. And that, that's all I get. I get one or two days on the water, but, you know, I try to make the most of them. And, you know, so electronics has, I realized, like I said, at a young age that even seeing fish on a flasher while I was going back and forth over a point on a John boat was a, was a big, big deal. <laughs> it's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, me personally, you know, I'm lucky if I get one day a week. It's usually like every other weekend. So uh, I definitely see what you're saying because there's a lot of the times, like say that what I was talking about earlier, that day that I caught five fish, most I ever caught, I went out there like the next weekend or the weekend after that, got like one bite, didn't get a single fish in, in the boat. And so the fish were gone from the areas that I was catching them in, which was kind of within like five feet around wood structure. 
I, I wasn't getting any bites around around that those same areas. In the same, I was in the same area that I was catching them at. And remember, you know, guys, don't beat yourself up for for that. You know, uh, let me let me ask you a question. What kind of what kind of baits were do you fish most often? Most often, uh, well, earlier in the year it was a whopper plopper. I was throwing it almost all the time. All right, big fish, and bait. then yeah, jig, big fish bait. Uh, I, I see where you're going with this. See where I'm going with this? See, <laughs> but, I don't but, catch a lot it, of numbers not... because I because in my mind, I'm always practicing for a tournament. Uh, you know, I, I don't fish. I don't get to fish a lot of tournaments. But I also have done the research to understand that that in this area where I'm from, and if you look almost nationwide, we're talking about, we're, we're not talking MLF rules. We're talking about, you know, five fish limits, mm-hmm. 15 pounds, five, three pounders is going to cash you a check in almost every tournament. And in a lot of tournaments, 15 pounds will put you in the top 10 or top five. And in almost every BFL in the volunteer division, which is where I fish, if you go back and you look at the past five or 10 years, 15 pounds will put you in the top five about 98% of the time. So three pounders. And that's, that's my mindset is that's what I'm looking for. You know, so, you know, I, I love to catch numbers, but my, my wife and my, <clears throat> don't get me wrong. Now I'll take a day of 30, 12 inches. I will take it gladly, but I will take a day of five, three pounders over 30, 12 inches. Yeah. Not because, you know, for any other reason, just because I like, I like, I like to catch the bigger fish. My wife, she gives me a hard time. I just, uh, the video that come out, when was it Wednesday? Yeah. Wednesday. I took a buddy of mine, uh, the guy that owns Bass Munitions out. I saw we, this one. We were topwater fishing and I caught dinks. And I, I don't, the fall, <laughs> I coached football for 13 years. So my weakest point of fishing is fall fishing. And I've, unfortunately, I've already missed the best bite this year. Anyway, that's a long story with work and everything. Uh, unfortunately, you know, like I say, I'm, I'm not a pro, so I don't, <laughs> I don't get to go fishing every time I want. But, you know, I caught two dinks, and they always give me a hard time because when I catch dinks, you know, I just kind of give them a little toss back. My wife's like, yeah. stop doing that. And uh, my son-in-law was sitting with me, and he goes, he goes, well, Hank don't think they're big unless they're three pounds. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> I'm like, it's got to be at least be a three pounder, you know. Like, I don't get I don't get too excited over dinks unless I'm catching them one after another, after another, after another anymore. But that's just because I've been doing it so for, for so long, you know. Right. And, and so the point I was trying to make to you is that you sound you like you like to fish like I like to fish. And so every bait you named right off the bat, they're big fish bait. They are. Everybody knows a whopper plopper is a big fish bait. Everybody knows a jig is a big fish bait. Uh, what was some of the others you were getting ready to name there? I'm probably about to do it a little bit more, but uh, 
Uh, it wasn't so much back then, but every now and then I'd throw like a Ned rig or like a little four inch finesse worm. Yes. But uh, other, you know, the water plopper and jigs pretty much what I'm throwing most of the time. Yeah. Uh, not so much the whopper plopper the past few months, but, uh, but jig, I've been, uh, let's see, I've been trying to chat. Uh, yeah, most of my bites been off jig. I did catch, you know, it's nothing crazy special, but not, uh, a few weeks ago I caught a new personal best smallmouth. I don't catch a lot of smallmouth, so it ain't huge. It's like a 17-incher, but I caught that on the Ned Rig, so that's probably why I'm probably about to start throwing it a little more. I, I feel like I maybe figured a little something out with, with that. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna test it out a little more, and then put that fish finder to use, and you know maybe it'll help me with it a little bit. Well, that's awesome, man. The Ned rig, you know, it's something that I just don't pick up enough. I don't that I, you know I don't pick up a drop shot enough uh, unless I'm vertical I'm, fishing a drop shot. You I've know, never I, I, used a drop shot. Uh, but I, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say. Uh, I can't remember if I talked about this on the last episode or not. I talked to somebody about this not long ago. I can't remember if I did it here on the podcast or if it was just talking to somebody. But uh, it might have been here on the podcast. But I'll tell you about it anyways. I saw something on Instagram not too long ago where somebody took an offset hook and put a split ring on the eye and put a drop shot weight on that split ring and fished it like that. And I, I don't know why I'm so amazed by it, but I'm like, that looks really cool for some reason. And it feels, seems like it might have some pretty cool action. I, I want to give it a shot and just see how it does. That's, that's kind of like they had the hook and they had the weight actually attached to the split ring and to the, yeah. Yeah. That, that kind of reminds me there's a rig. It's called like a Jico rig or something like that. There's actually, Somebody makes a rig like that. Now they, it's called something like that. I do. Uh, I do. I partner with Mystery Tackle Box, and it was in the Mystery Tackle Box. I think it should be. If I, I haven't looked at the video yet, I don't want to disappoint anybody. Uh, but it should be coming out Sunday if all the audio is good. Uh, you know, we you, I film it with a GoPro, so you so know it'll actually be out before this. This will air Tuesday. So, oh, okay. So yeah. So yeah. So so that episode should be out by the time y'all are hearing this. Yeah. Okay. So, but uh, but it, they they had they had some in there, and uh, that 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 is a pretty neat rig. It's a rig that I haven't tried a lot. And it's to me, it's kind of like a variation of the. Uh, oh my gosh! I just went brain dead. The wire. Uh, That's. Uh, I, I can't remember. Oh my God. I can't believe I don't remember the name of this. <laughs> but, but whenever I, I believe I did talk about this rig, uh, last week on the podcast and they referred to that same thing where you've got the wire coming, you put some weights yeah. on it and you bend it over. Yeah. I can't remember what they called it, but I've oh seen it before. God. I can't, I can't. Come on, come on, Hank. How, how can you forget this? You're, you're I can't this believe I forgot the YouTuber. name of this rig. Oh you're, my god! You're a famous YouTuber uh, on fishing, and you, it, it, I'm playing with you. I'll give you a hard time. Uh, <laughs> listen, I'm old. <laughs> I'm so old, I fart dust, and most of that's my brain. It's just coming out. You know? <laughs> 
Well, I'm glad it got to you before it was all gone. Yeah, it's it's leaving, <laughs> it's leaving in a hurry. You know, I, I've been married 25 years. I love my wife, but you know, you, you <laughs> have to go numb sometimes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I don't know what you're saying. I, I love my go, wife. My wife is perfect. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not telling her the name of this podcast, so I'm safe. I'm safe. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. man! <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but yeah, let me. Uh, when you were talking about swim baits earlier, what's your favorite type of swim bait to use? I love, you know, I, I love big, you know, the big hard swim baits, of course. But for me, it goes back to versatility. You know, if you ever watch any of my videos, 90% of the time, I got 200 stinking rods sitting on the deck of my boat, uh, which drives me crazy constantly. Because I'm always like, well, I might throw this and I might throw that. Let me go ahead and get this one out too. I might throw that. And then most of the time I'm throwing a jig and a swim bait. <laughs> <laughs> and a jerk bait. A jerk bait is another one. I just I just have such confidence in a jerk bait. Jerk bait is something I've been trying to throw a little more here lately. I've never caught a fish off of it, but I love the concept of it. Like, I love the feel of it when you're uh, working it and everything. Yeah. I just, I don't know if I'm throwing it in the wrong places or just not getting the action quite right or what, but that is something that I want to hone in on a little more. Well, you know, a, a jerk bait and a walking bait, a top water walking bait, is a lot of the same concept. Uh, jerk baits are shallow, but, you know, I'll throw, you know, some of my favorite, and again, not sponsored by any of these companies, but two of my favorites, and I think two of the best jerk baits on the market right now, is the Shadow Wrap by Rapala, and that's a good, affordable jerk bait that has caught me some very big fish. As a matter of fact, I've caught bigger fish on that bait than I'm getting ready to say the $25 equivalent of that bait which is probably one of the most innovative designs to come out in a jerk bait in a long time, which is the Mega Bass. So the Mega Bass uh, 110 is, I mean, it's just, it's a very, very good design, but it costs $25. So I understand, you know, if you can't go out and buy a bunch of $25, I can't go out and buy a bunch of $25 jerk baits. <laughs> You know, and so the thing of it is, is a great place to start is, is really those Rapala, those shadow wraps. Um, and they, they come in great colors, you know, and they come in two different types of jerkbaits. They come in the shallows and they come in the deep divers. Now the deep divers, I think you can get it floating, but the ones I always buy are the slow sink and it's a very slow sink. But a lot of times the reason why I buy that that way is because I do fish a lot of highlands reservoirs. So when I'm fishing and they're clear, so when I'm fishing in that water, you know, and I'm, I'm working that, that point or that bank, I can work it down a little deeper than you can get the 110s, which are suspenders. But it is so much about cadence with those two baits. Um, you know, with with a top water walking bait, 
you know, one of the biggest mistakes, and I showed, I, I, I had a video this summer where I was catching these bass over a 30 foot creek channel ledge. They were suspended up over that creek channel ledge in 15 foot of water. And I was taking a, a one knocker and just working it so slow and methodically. Well, a lot of people want to get a jerk bait and they want to just jerk, 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 jerk. You know, they just want to work it way too fast. Yeah. And, I think that's how I do it. <laughs> yeah. And, and you, you've got that pause is so important. You know, I always tell people, just, just think about it like this. Go twitch, twitch, pause, twitch, twitch, pause, twitch, pause. And, and do it, you know, if it's warmer weather, do it just like that. And, and remember, a jerkbait's not generally something that you're going to throw deep, but it can, in clear water column, from a lot deeper than you think it will. And the same way with a, uh, with a topwater walking bait. A lot of people want to get that bait. They want to throw it out there and they will go twitch, 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 twitch. Well, if those fish are 15 and 20 foot down and you just work that bait over and it goes a hundred miles an hour over their head, they kind of look at it and go, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I got to go 20 foot up and then 20 foot out to go chase that down. And it ain't, but four inches long ain't worth my time. But yeah. if you get up there and you just go twitch, 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 man. When that's over their head and it's just twitching, twitching, making those real long, real, you know, side to side. Oh, they can't, they hate it. They'll kill it. And it's the same way, you know, with a, with a, with a jerk bait, you know, you get it out there, you throw it up on the bank. I always tell people all the time, in a spinner bait is I use this all the time with spinner bait. If you throw a, you see a bunch of bluegill on the shore, pick up a rock and throw it, throw it over a biome. What's their reaction? They dart out about three, four foot, and then they turn around and look. They're like, what was that? <laughs> you know? like, I'm scared to death. What was it? You know? Well, even when I throw a spinnerbait, I throw it up there shallow, and the first two or three cranks from that splash, I just, whoom, 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 real crank it real hard, and then stop and let that bait fall. And the same thing with a, with anything, if I'm, if I'm throwing a, uh, a walking bait up shallow, I'm twitch, 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 twitch. And then as I get out over deeper water, I'm slowing it down. If I throw a jerk bait up around shallow water, I'm going to twitch it a little faster. And then as I get over deeper water, I'm going to slow it down. You want to give those fish an opportunity for it to come up to it. Now, sometimes they're just so active, they're going to do it. It don't matter what speed you're, you're twitching it at. But a lot of times, you know, if those fish are out there deep or suspended, a lot of times that's what you're starting to get into this time of year as we get into winter. Those sunny days, as we get colder, as we drop it under those 50-degree marks, those bass are going to get out there on those points. They're going to suspend up in those sunny days, and they're going to, they're going to sun. You know, they're, they're cold-blooded, so they're going to warm themselves. And that's why you take that you take that bait and you twitch it and you just let it sit there. Count, you know, give it five, 10 seconds, twitch, twitch, and then let it sit there. They'll come up. And then when they, you know, it's just like a bottom bouncing bait. If they nose down on it, they're going to come up and they're going to look at it. You twitch it, they're going to eat it. So sometimes even when they're active down deep, slow down, 
That so uh, there's a good chance that I'm just going too fast with it. Even uh, with moving baits, slow down sometimes. It pays off. Yeah, I, I hear, you know, as we're coming into this, whatever you want to call it, late fall, early winter, uh, I hear, you know, you want to be a lot slower anyways just because colder weather, the flies much, so you, the easier you make it for them to get it, the more likely they are to bite. Yeah. And right now... You know, I don't know where you're fishing, but, you know, when I was out, and this is a pretty highland reservoir that I was on, on South Holston, you know, water temps were uh, 57 when I got there first thing in the morning. Like, surface temp probably got up to 59. Uh, so that water temp is still great. There was still some top water action going on that day. But most of them that we found, I, I got a little bit of a late start that day. And most of the topwater that I found were smaller fish. So I just never could get any of them to hang on. Um, but, you know, really, as I graphed throughout the day, I started seeing more and more fish out there around, over, or in, you know, totally already committed to deep water on the main lake you know we we found several points where there were fish from 35 to 55 foot of water and so you know so they're coming they're they're coming and uh, we're getting ready to for the Demiki rig bite which is one of my favorite bites to get really really hot right now so which it probably already is and i just missed it yesterday <laughs> <laughs> Well, t tell me this. I'm going to be going fishing here in a few days. And, uh, you know, generally I'm in a river. I, I fish a lot of in uh, here in Middle Tennessee, the Stones River. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it goes into Percy Priest Lake. It's real, real calm. There ain't hardly any current through there. You know, it's... Uh, in the middle, it's through most areas I fish. It's like maybe 20 foot deep or something like that. Should I be sticking with those rivers right now this time of year with the weather we've been having? Or should I like should I go into like the main lake? What, what would you recommend with that? Uh, you know, with what I've seen, and, and if you're fishing a river, you know, I know, I know it's calm, but there's still current there. Yeah. And and as I, I was listening, I got to see uh, Ot Defoe do a seminar there, and he's a big river rat. Everybody knows him as a river rat. And you know, he was talking about something. And, and I don't, I don't, you know, I fished some rivers growing up, but I don't get to fish a lot of rivers now. He was telling in that in that uh, seminar, you know, he was talking about uh, during the summer, you know, it's almost like they can't get shallow enough. But, you know, as it gets colder and colder, you know, you re that's when you really want to start looking for your deep holes, where you really want to start looking for your current breaks, your ambush spots, uh, that, that water, that slower water, the slowest water you can find. And, you know, not knowing what the water temperatures are in the river right now, uh, I would pretty much guess that there's, they're still probably chasing. 
they're still probably pretty active, but they're still probably starting to migrate to those areas where they're going to winter. So any sort of current break, you know, that you can find that's closer to deeper water. Uh, right now, any sort of bait fish, anything that you can find in that way. And, and on the river, absolutely, a jerk bait should be just a killer bait right now on the river. I mean, it should just be a killer bait. And I, and I, would, I would suspect that a, that, a, uh, that a smaller swim bait. Now, you want to downsize. Most time on most rivers, at least the rivers around me, you're going to want to downsize you know, your jerk baits and your, uh, you know, your, your swim baits. You're not necessarily going to throw, you know, a six inch or an eight inch, you know, probably going to throw more of those Kitex, those 3.3s, uh, 2.8s, you know, that sort of stuff. Those three, three and a half inch swim baits in, in that sort of area. But, uh, I think that's the sort of stuff. And then you, you can never discount a jig on, on the river at all. I mean, uh, so I, I think I'm definitely gonna have my jig tied on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think that's something that uh, that you can never discount on the river. You know, so but that's that's what I'd be looking for. Now, a jerk bait on the river. Uh, would, would I need to be trying to throw more like a shad colored jerk bait? Or yeah, depending on water clarity, that's where I always start. Generally, got about three foot of clarity, and that's perfect. That's perfect. Uh, most of the time, I mean, I've caught, I've caught, I have caught fish on a jerk bait on a fire tiger jerk bait in like basically chalk yoohoo. You know, I've I've done that. <laughs> I knew they were there, so you know, it's not something I would use to search. Uh, and it's not something I would normally use in that situation, but three foot is perfect. Depending on the sun that you have that day and how much wind, how much chop on the water, that's when you want to maybe brighten it or, or dull it out. You know, you get, get a, get a real high sun with three, three foot, you know, I'm going to pick up two different things and let the fish tell me what colors I'm going to pick up something that's got a lot of chrome in it. So a lot of flash, or I'm going to pick up something that's got that's translucent something that maybe has got a little bit of flash, but you know, maybe it's a little, little more subtle on a slick day. I'm probably going to go with that little more subtle side to begin with on a day. It's got just a little bit of chop on the water. I'm going to pick that Chrome up. We get a little bit of clouds. You know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm probably going to pick up something that's got some, some color to it of some sort. Uh, you know, don't go, don't go crazy. Uh, you know, just something that's got some color, and then, then species that I'm going to target. You're targeting largemouth primarily, or you're targeting smallmouth. Smallmouth, man, I'm I'm wanting something that's got some lavender, some pink, some sartreuse, something that's just going to tick them off when they see it. Uh, largemouth, you you got to look a little more natural. You know, you they they they're like me. They're fat. They're lazy, <laughs> you know, you know, they ain't chasing everything coming and going, you know, they're, they're more sitting there waiting for it to come to them. They like a buffet more than they like fast food. You know? So, 
Hey, uh, I, I feel you on that fat and lazy part. But I, I, I need to, I need to slim down myself before I sink my kayak. <laughs> I tell you but, what, I bought me a little. Uh, I told somebody the other day, like, listen, I, I would love to have a kayak, but I told somebody the other day, I said, listen, I said, you know, I weigh, I weigh about three forty-five. I said, I, no disrespect to Mister Fluke Master. But, you know, I ain't seen a fat man look uh, comfortable in a kayak yet, man. I said, once I see that, I'll get me a kayak. Hey, <laughs> hey, let me tell you what. There are ki- if you're willing to spend the money, there are kayaks out there that you'd be plenty comfortable in. Uh, one of the other guys here on the show, Brian uh, Schiller, he's got the blue sky. It's basically a pot. It's basically like a whatever it is, uh, is that the? I, I'm not the sure how tune? long it is. Yeah, like it's like a pontoon yeah. with a seat there. That now yeah. that looks comfortable. Yeah. I ain't yeah. gonna lie. <laughs> I seen hey, that dude. and I was like, yeah, now that's right down my alley. And and then you got like like the Hobies get real big. Yeah. Uh, uh, the the native Titan. Man, I tell you what, I was at a kayak shop last weekend and I was just kind of browsing around the native Titan. Dude, those things there are huge. I've never seen and, one in person. Man, they they got a 13 and a half footer, and those things are so wide. Like, they're probably, I don't want to say a number because I'm probably going to be way off, but it's really wide. Yeah. Well, now that would be right down my alley. I bought me a little, uh, Cause I wanted me a small boat, you know, I used to have a, I had a 14 foot John boat, you know, forever in a day. And the worst thing I ever did was sell it. And I got my bass boat and I thought, well, I don't need this no more. I'm going to sell it. Oh man. Biggest mistake of my life. <laughs> so, uh, <coughs> I found a really good deal on one of those little Pelican bass raiders. Yeah. And, I saw. Uh, and, and I really liked that little boat, like, but I didn't realize you know, I was watching some of the, like, I got a new drone, and I was watching the drone footage. I didn't realize how deep that front end was sitting up, and that buddy <laughs> end was kicked up. <laughs> hey, uh, let, let, let me tell you a little story on the, about something like that. I had a 14-foot V-hole John boat uh, as my first boat I ever bought, and uh, I wouldn't, I didn't know what I was doing when I bought it, because... I wanted something I put a foot control uh, trolling motor on so I can, you know, control with my foot yeah. while I fish and everything. Well, they're not really designed for that, the V-holes. And, and it's a little fiberglass boat. And so I bought one anyways. I took me a piece of plywood and I bolted it to the front and I bolted that uh, foot control trolling motor to it and I rigged up my, my foot control and I didn't have a motor on the back or nothing, and you know, me and my buddy went out in it, and, and I, I'm sitting here at the time. I was a little bit lighter. I was probably about two twenty, and uh, my buddy, you know, he's like one seventy, soaking wet, and I got the trolling motor and the battery. Uh, the battery was kind of in the middle of the boat, yeah, but you got me up here with the trolling motor and all that and you got his little butt back there man it's just sitting here like this yeah. like the whole rear end of the boat's just sticking up like you, you didn't even have to put a drain plug in the back because it was sticking out the water i think it's the only reason mine didn't 
sink over the top was because <laughs> I I had the batteries. The batteries are wired up <coughs> going to the back, so so luckily it had a little bit of offset and weight. But I should have put about a rock pile back there to keep it <laughs> bowed down. <laughs> I was sitting there thinking after I started watching that footage, I was like, man, if it come a rough. A uh, windstorm, even out on these small lakes, I might be in trouble in this thing. <laughs> but you know, you didn't notice it when you was in the boat. But like I said, I had that drone footage, and I was like, "Uh oh!" <laughs> I was like, "That that's uh that rear end setting a little light." <laughs> so, but I ended up uh at, when I upgraded my boat, I ended up giving that little V hole John boat to my buddy. He he fixed it up. It it needed some work. He done fixed it up. You can stand up in the thing now and, and fish yeah. from it. He, he's got it set up nice. It kind of makes me want it back. You know, he he yeah. he had he hasn't transferred it to his name yet, so technically <laughs> it's still mine. <laughs> there you go. But uh, yeah, man, I, I'm gonna. I, I I don't know how much I'm gonna get to go out and fish in that little boat this year, the rest of this year, but. One, another one of the biggest reasons that I bought that is, you know, Northeast Tennessee, which is where I fish mostly, you know, there's not a lot of lakes that have got grass in them at all. But I, I live right on the Virginia-Tennessee border. Oh, excuse me. And uh, there's a couple of small lakes over here uh, that that have some grass in them. Uh, one of them I grew up fishing and uh, so I'm I'm really interested in getting out there and and you know frogging and fishing some mats because you know frogging up here is something that you, you don't get to do a whole lot unless you're doing it really in like trash pockets or you know during the spring when they're all you know uh, getting ready to protect them beds or something like that something where you know they're just going to bite anything that's moving over top of them and so, you know, so that's going to, hopefully that's going to, going to help me out, make me a little better at doing some things that I haven't got to do a whole lot of. And, and I can, you know, still stay pretty close to the house. Ain't got to, you know, travel around the country to <laughs> learn how to do it, you know? Right. So, so that's, that's one of the biggest reasons I bought that little boat. So I can't wait to get out, you know, next year during the summer and, and change it up a little bit you know i do a lot of the offshore structure stuff during the summer which i love but you know in the end the ultimate goal is becoming a better more well-rounded angler you know and and sometimes that means you know stepping out of your your comfort zone and uh and putting yourself out there and and learning new techniques all the time and that, that's what i love you know, I tell people all the time, you know, before I ever had a YouTube channel, before any social media, before I ever fished my first tournament, I just enjoyed this style of fishing because I'm not a guy that can just sit with a six pack of Paps Blue Ribbon or something and a can of worms, you know, on the Tube bank. socks. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, with sandals. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, you know, I'm just, I just can't, I just can't do that. You know, me, I, I, I like to be moving. I like to be thinking. I like to be figuring, you know, the thing out. Um, and that, that's what I like about this, this style of fishing. Uh, 
you know, I, I just, and if you took all that stuff away, it'd still be what I did every time I got off work. It's, it's just what I, what I enjoy doing is trying to solve that puzzle. You know, I love, I love catching them. Don't get me wrong. I love catching them, but I love knowing why I'm catching them when I do. And that's, you know, and being able to add that to the database that's, you know, and repeat it. Now that's, that's when you know you're, you're doing something. I don't get to do that a lot, <laughs> but you know, it's fun when it happens. Yeah. Hopefully I'll be putting together the puzzle pretty soon. You know, oh, you will, man. You I'm about will. ready. To fi- I'm, like, I, I want to figure it out so bad. I feel like I'm right there to be able to, I, I, I've learned a lot this year. I've caught, I've probably caught twice as many fish just in 2019 than I've caught since uh, past, you know, five years combined. That's good. That's good. <laughs> it, it, it's been a really great year. I'm really looking forward to next year and seeing, you know, where I'm at uh, after next year and everything. But, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I just love love bass fishing like like you you know i enjoy doing this podcast and getting to learn from this and helping other people learn but like you said if i didn't have it you know i'm still gonna be bass fishing i'm still gonna be out there you know doing what i love yeah man i i I enjoy it you know and i i enjoy everything about it i'm i'm lucky enough that you know i'm in a situation to where you know, I get to do a lot of different things, try a lot of different things, a lot of different techniques, you know, you know, 2019 for me, I ain't going to lie to you. I'll be happy when it's over. It's been, this year's been a rough year for me. Uh, there's just been a lot of stuff in the personal life. You know, my father-in-law passed away and, you know, uh, work, man, we, we, we had a guy move on and we, my schedule's kind of crazy. And, uh, so we was working like 75, 80 hours a week. And then, you know, you know, you're trying to do a YouTube channel on top of that. So you're trying to get something out. And, you know, I know there, there's a lot of guys that are always like, man, show us those tough days too when you don't catch nothing. Man, that's really hard to make a video that anybody wants to watch when you're zero. You know, yeah. I've, I've thrown up one fish videos, you know, a lot. <laughs> and, you know, but. But, you know, you go out there and you zero, man. I mean, that's hard to put a video up. And that ain't pride speaking. I just don't know how to make that entertaining, <laughs> you know. And, yeah, you know, and because uh, trust me, if I did, I'd have a lot more video content. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'd have quite a bit myself. <laughs> I, have, I could put out, you know, five videos a week if I could put up every zero, man. <laughs> but, you know. Hey, I- I've only got, you know, maybe like four or five videos on my personal YouTube channel. And, uh, and a couple of those are catching it or hooking into a fish and then losing it. <laughs> like, uh, I don't think I have too many of me catching a fish. I think I, I think I got one on there of me catching a bluegill on a whopper plopper. <laughs> That's impressive. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> 
But no, uh, you know, and 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 I tell people all the time, you know, I mean, like I said, you know, 2019 was is a tough year for me, and uh, you know, pretty much from spawn till the end of the good fall feed, I, you know, I missed a lot of it because you know, even the days that I did get to get out on the water, you know, I had to put out some content, so you know, yeah. I had I had to go out there and fish for half a day and then film half a day for the one day that I had. And man, I, I got a guy who's helping me next year, uh, you know, edit and stuff. And man, I cannot wait. I hope next year is going to be as fun as I think it's going to be. You know, uh, I will just tell you, I enjoy winter fishing, but I hate cold weather. <laughs> I hate it, man. And, uh, so no, I'm so, the same way. You know, so I, and I know guys want to see, you know, want to see the cold weather, weather fishing, you know, my, the Demiki videos always do well. And, uh, and I do love catching them. I mean, you catch a small mouth and, you know, 50 foot of water, you hook him up on six pound test line with a little tiny hook that barely ain't got a barb and you're bringing him up. He feels like a 10 pounder before he finally gets to the boat. <laughs> Your heart is just thumping, but. You know, on, on, you know, two or three pound large mouth or small mouth, you know, and but uh, oh, you know, like I said, I'm I'm ready, I'm ready for 2020 to get here, man. I'm jacked up about 2020. I just I think I'm gonna get to do a lot more fishing, be able to put out a lot more good content. Uh, got a schedule, got a guy helping me edit, and editing takes so many hours of your day, you know, and. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just, I, I got to, I got to miss the, you know, oh man, I'm ready to go fishing. You know, I, I'm, I'm still where most everybody was back in, you know, February, March, <laughs> April, <laughs> May. They were like, yeah, we're going fishing. I almost, I pretty much had to nix all that. <laughs> so <laughs> right, right, like right at the end of May, it was over for me for the most part. And I was like, oh man, this stinks. So so I want your 2019 to be my 2020 where I get back out there and I get back in touch with, you know, fishing because, you know, that's what I want my channel to always be about is, is the fishing and not just me standing there telling you how to, I want to show you how to, you know, that's uh, because, you know, if I ain't catching them, I ain't happy. <laughs> so, you know, and I ain't been happy yeah, in 2019. I ain't been happy. Not enough well, time in the water. Yeah, I hope 2020 turns out better for you. I hope I have an even better year next year than I had this year, but I hope you have a better year too next year. But uh, everybody, you know, you hear them talking about coming out with all this content. Y'all make sure y'all go over to YouTube and follow them and Bass Geek. It's all one word, correct? It's it is. all one word, right? Yeah. Yeah, so Bass Geek, all one word, you know, Make sure you give him a follow. You're probably already following him, but just in case, go ahead and go over there and follow him. Uh, yeah, man. I, I I feel like this was a good talk. A lot of good information in there and everything. Uh, is there anything else you want to touch on before we wrap this up? Man, you know, not really. I mean, you know, just uh, I appreciate you guys having me on. You know, uh, it definitely helps. You know, this time of year, a lot of people are out hunting. You know, I, I 
I mean, I strictly chase the green and browns, <laughs> you know, so I don't, I don't do a lot of hunting and, uh, you know, so I, I appreciate, you know, any sort of, uh, shout outs and help. And I love to come talk about fishing. I don't know if you've noticed, but I think you've said three <laughs> words and I've said 3000 since we've been. Here, right? Hey, that, that makes it easy on me. You know, I ain't gonna say a whole yeah. lot. I end up man, making I, a fool of myself if I talk too much. <laughs> you know, man, I tell everybody at the end of it, I, I think they hear it all the time. You know, my sort of little outro thing I do is I say, you know, uh, as always, questions and comments in the comment section below. You know, I love to talk about fishing with you. And uh, I think people think I'm just BSing them. But as you can tell, I really enjoy talking about fishing. <laughs> uh, listen, I can waste some hours doing it, you know. So I just, I love it. I love to. I love to talk about it. I love to think about it, and I love to learn about it. You know, and uh, you know, anytime I get a chance to to do that, you know, I, even tonight I called two of my buddies. There's this guy talking about a certain way he was fishing a Demiki rig when I was at the boat ramp yesterday, and I was like, "What?" I was like, "What is that?" I was like, "What are you targeting there?" You know, I wouldn't go ask that guy because you know I I didn't know him from Adam, and he'd probably yeah. be like. I'm telling you all my secrets. So of course I'm calling like three friends, you know, and I'm like, Hey man, <laughs> tell me about this. What is this guy talking about? How's he doing this? What's he targeting? You know, is he just targeting Shad? What's going on? So, so, you know, I mean, you're, you're always learning and searching for information. That's, that's, that's probably all I got to say. You know, don't, don't allow it to get stale. You know, that's, that's the big deal enjoy it you know we get to fish some beautiful places see some things that a lot of people don't understand and know and uh you know man just just enjoy it and then go watch bass geek and watch me make an idiot out of myself i'm good at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's, there's a you know a lot of people listen to this you know you like to get the tips and tricks on you know that other people have on fishing he's got a hank here he's got a lot of uh that stuff on his youtube channel so you can check it out but hank man it, it was a pleasure having you on here i know we had it was a long back and forth and you know constantly <laughs> you know you having something come up me having yeah. something come up so it took a while for us to put this together but i think it was well worth the wait you know it's really appreciate you coming on here and sharing some of your knowledge uh it, is there any shout outs you want to make or uh, man there, you know that, i the only shout outs I'm going to give is just, uh, guys, make sure you can, I, I swear if you Google Bass Geek, trust me, you'll find me, uh, you know, just check me out on, uh, YouTube, uh, Instagram, Facebook, and, uh, Twitter. I'm out there. Uh, that's really, really about it, man. All right. Well, appreciate it again. You coming on, on everything. Maybe in the future we can get together again and do it. It's been fun. Have you good laughs, good info. Hope everybody out there enjoyed it. So, uh, yeah, guys, appreciate you listening. Tight lines and smooth paddling. Do you love our podcast and want to help support us even more? Well, now you can. You can simply go to patreon.com forward slash paddle, the letter N, fin. Or you can also go to anchor.fm forward slash paddle, the letter N, fin. Go check out the website, guys, paddle, the letter N and fin.com. Also, check out YouTube, youtube.com forward slash paddle and fin.
you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media. We're doing giveaways, announcements, things like that at Facebook and Instagram at paddle and fin. Shout out to our show supporters, Rocktown Adventures, Leveling Canoe and Kayak, Hammered Lures, Fish Mob Lures, TRC Covers, Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com. You can put the Paddle and Fin logo right on your catchboard. Don't forget to go over and pick up your Jig Masters jigs. Use promo code PNF20 and save 20% today. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. It helps grow the audience, helps others find our podcast. So please drop a five-star rating in on the podcast platform you're listening on. Don't forget about the Recycled Plastics program, you guys. Take your used plastic baits, put them in an envelope, mail them to the address in the show notes. Our man Eric Richards at Hammered Lures melts those down, makes new baits, and donates them to various chapters of Heroes on the Water. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'm old there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.